Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the midweek edition of the Must Read Alaska podcast. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you I'm fired up today, and you're going to find out why here just in a few moments. But before we get into any of this stuff and all the debacle that happened on Tuesday night and, and just a bunch of craziness going on here in Alaska... Let me just ask you to take 30 seconds, stop the podcast right now, and go give us a five-star review. Listen, it's incredibly helpful when people are searching for content that we discuss, topics we discuss, but also just looking for this podcast. It populates much quicker. And if you just are inclined to do so, and we'd love for you to do so as well, give us a written review. It's also great to hear from our listeners. You guys have been incredibly supportive. It's been wonderful to hear from you guys, and I do very much appreciate it. So just take a you know 30 seconds to a minute to just give us a five-star review and, and perhaps a written review as well. We really do appreciate it. Well, I can tell you this. Today, the gloves are off. I am done. I've got my coffee next to me, so you might hear a little bit of a longer pause than normal because i got to drink my coffee. It's early on a Thursday morning. I'm trying to get this podcast out, and i got to tell you, I have never been more frustrated with a political system than I have here in Alaska, and more specifically Anchorage. There's been plenty going on, and and really a crux of it, really the, the, the microcosm of what's going on happened on Tuesday night at the assembly meeting, and we'll get to that as well. But there are so many things to cover, a lot of frustrating points. I'm going to be ranting. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be a news-heavy podcast. This is going to be Scott giving it to you raw and real because I am just... I'm done. I'm fed up. And there are many reasons to this. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're a listener here at Must Read Alaska, I would assume that you feel the same way. So when I say this, I understand that I'm giving red meat to the dogs, if you will. I, I know that I'm giving red meat to the wolves. I know you guys are going to get on board with this. But you know what? Let me ask you this. Why don't you send this podcast to somebody else? Somebody who may not know what's going on, who may be unaware or apolitical in anything. Because what I think is going to happen is you're going to see, as I have heard, again, this is anecdotal at best, there are many people out there who I would have assumed are left-leaners, people who would have uh, voted for Bill Falsey, who even Dunbar, somebody on the left side of center. But what I'm finding, which is really interesting, and we're seeing this in the, in the numbers right now, is that people are actually fed up with this left-leaning, virtue-signaling, you know, uh, uh, ideological crap. It's just done. Listen, I'm done. I am done playing good with this. And I'll tell you why, because you know what? Here's what I'm noticing. And, and this is the reason why Donald Trump was so captivating in 2020 and throughout his presidency. He was polarizing. Nonetheless, would I have liked him to get off of Twitter? Absolutely. Would I have liked him just to stick to the script? Sure. But the reason why he had such a captivating audience, the reason why thousands of people went out to see him at his rallies during the COVID pandemic, the reason why he got the most votes of any Republican candidate ever was because he fought how the Democrats fought. He fought how the left fought. He did not, he did not take the high road. Now listen, before I go any further, I am a person of decency. I like to have long discussions, but I'm talking about the system as a whole. 
I'm talking about the fact that it's do as I say, not as I do. I'm talking about the many things that we can point to across the country from left-leaning political leaders that show you just how hypocritical, unaware of their self that they can be. And it starts here in Anchorage as well. I mean, listen, I'm sure it's around the state. I'm sure if you go to Juneau, you find people that have the same frustration. I'm sure in Fairbanks, obviously in Kenai, and around the state, I'm sure. But there's this ideology that's being pushed forward that everybody on the who has more left-leaning, maybe just social views or even policy is on board with this extreme left, this idea that everything is racist, everything's homophobic, everything's xenophobic, if you disagree with them. And I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. it it's got to stop. It has got to stop. Because you know what's doing? It's, there is no... All the rhetoric from the left is this. Hey, guys, we need to get together. We need to, we need to stop this. Again, Biden coming to the office. My job is to make sure that everybody comes together. Well, you don't do that by killing jobs in a state. You don't do that by shutting down pipelines. You don't do that by trying to amend amendments. That amendments are not absolute. That kind of crap, that kind of talk, Things that have been in our Constitution, in our life here in America for over 300 years, for you to say that those things are not absolute, that those can be taken down, changed, modified, whatever you want, because your political ideology wants it to happen, that's absurd. That's not, that's not bringing people together. That's creating the chasm. Listen, wake up. Wake up. The only reason and the only way we, quote, come together is if we buy into an ideology that many conservatives do not buy into. I'm not talking Republican. I'm talking conservative here. That's what I'm talking about. And again, I see this happening in our own state. Right now, in the municipality of Anchorage, the largest municipality, the largest gathering of people in the state of Alaska. That's right. Whatever happens here will trickle out. It may not infest and totally take over your borough or, or your town, but I'm telling you, the ripple effect is huge. And I don't understand. There's, there's so many things I don't understand. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my coffee, man. I am, I am just... It's just been a very interesting time this last two weeks. However, there are some positive things that have gone on, and we'll get into that in a minute. But first, let's just talk about this. Let's talk about the COVID vaccine response. Okay. And I'm going to throw out some numbers. I was told these. These might have changed, but I don't know. I can tell you right now that... There were many things that came out this week, including EO20 by the acting mayor, not the elected mayor. Let me tell you this right now. And why is this important? Because this person is making policy who was not elected, who was not asked to be up there, who was not asked to represent the people, but somebody who was elected into that position by a small number of people who are very left-leaning, not the people. Just keep that in mind. But before we get into that, let's talk about some some interesting ways to try to get conservative men, particularly, to uh, to get the COVID vaccine. Now, I don't know if you saw this on Must Read Alaska. I encourage you to do so. The headline is UAA propaganda takes conservative men head on to get them to take the jab. Jabs in quote there. And, and there's a picture of a, I kid you not, a banana... And this is like 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, 
sex ed class, a banana with a condom sprawled out over it, fully covering the banana, with two Superman arms and a cape on the banana that says, and I quote, protect your erection, get the injection. That is from the amazing group who decided to help uh, perpetuate the COVID vaccine to the public, particularly, particularly conservative males. Now, there was a couple of people who had their hand in this, one of which is a reoccurring guest on this show, apparently. I'll read from the, the article. Thus, the professor went through some sample messaging that might work on this group. This is the conservative men group. Okay, I want you to, but let me just give you, let me take a step back and give you a little bit. The group consisted of females in particular, in this story, two individuals. One was a professor at UAA, a journalism professor. And another one was our favorite reoccurring guest, Rep. Liz Snyder. I'm going to read from this story because I want you to hear this. Uh, at the state of Alaska's regularly scheduled COVID community conversation this week, a University of Anchorage, Alaska Anchorage journalism professor presented some approaches for convincing conservative men to get the COVID vaccine. Tell men that if they get the virus, they'll lose their ability to get an erection. That'll do it. Joy Chavez, and I, I'm going to butcher that last name, so I can't say it. Uh, Dr. Joy, who is a PhD in journalism professor who teaches at UAA, told a group of mainly health professionals that since co- conservative men, 35 and younger, were so resistant to getting the vaccine, they need a message that gets them where they live. The propaganda must be targeted to their penises. Not kidding. Thus, the professor went through some sample messaging that might work on this group. Messaging developed with, you guessed it, Rep. Liz Snyder of District 27 and a group of primarily women in which is full of gender stereotypes about younger conservative men. The takeaway? Messages must appeal to this group of men's masculinity and virility. What? What? What are we talking about? Further on, it says Banner Health, a healthcare company, says erectile dysfunction is indeed a side effect for some men as COVID-19 affects the vascular system and blood flow in the body. No, no, no. Listen to me here. What they decided to do was instead of going, hey, COVID-19 can affect your heart, your cardiovascular system, specifically within your heart. It can cause weakening. It can cause a lot of different things. But no, you know what they decided to do? They went right for the family jewels. They went right for the sexual organ that they believe all conservative men care more about than their actual being alive is their erection. Amazing. I'm going to read a little bit more. The state and Anchorage Municipal Health Professionals are working on ways to break down the public's resistance to the COVID vaccine. I will tell you why. This is me talking right now. I will tell you why in a second. And they're, I'm going to continue on. And their work is informed by surveys done online as well as in focus groups. The study took into consideration the images from a popular dating app, Tinder, as the group tried to understand the young conservative male minds which they view as having a greater likelihood to engage in COVID-19 risk behaviors, such as not wearing a mask and not getting a vaccine. Hmm. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to appeal to their sexual impulses because all conservative men are just hungry sexual dogs. At least that's what it feels like. I'll read one more section. Last year, she, Dr. Joy, helped with a study that showed 77% of respondents in Anchorage said they either mildly or strongly support the Berkowitz mask mandate, while only 11% said they would defy it. Quote, communications is in this is really critical. And again, this is Dr. Joy speaking. She said last year to public broadcasting reporters, you want to get the right messaging out to the right group in order for folks to understand and know what they need to do. Well, this is an interesting way to do this, Dr. Joy. To make us, again, listen, I, I there are so many layers to this stupidity right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Protect your erection, get the injection. Now, that's funny on the surface. What's even funnier is this stupid banana with a condom completely covering it with two muscular arms and a cape coming out of the banana. Like a Superman or a... Apparently, a tender, I'm not on Tinder, but a Tinder-like graphic. This is absolutely absurd. Here's a couple of things why this is absurd. And if you're a conservative male and this is your target, I would take much offense to this garbage. I would take much offense to this garbage because you know what? This This is applying very elementary like behavior to conservative men. This is what exactly it is. Now, I would be interested on how this works. Hey, if this works, then I'm completely wrong. But I'm a, I'm a conservative male. I'm just slightly, I think, outside their, their particular targeted audience. But nonetheless, just, just slightly, just slightly, by a year. But I can tell you this. I am abs- this is the, when I saw this, I thought this was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This doesn't appeal to me. You know what this does? This actually pisses me off because this is an attempt to play to the basic stupidity of what they think men are. You see it all over the place. And listen, I'm not going to go on a diatribe on, on, on Hollywood and on the way that our, our culture portrays men nowadays as dumb, baboonish, stupid, um, only good for moving stuff type of deal. I'm not going to go down that route, but this certainly, if I were to, if I were to, uh, describe what I'm looking at right here in terms of this this ridiculousness and as of a graphic I, I would say that is exactly what it is you're, you're trying to apply to our the, the very basic primal uh, need quotes that you think we have and so I would encourage you UAA propaganda takes conservative med head on to get them to take the jab that is the title of the article I want to want it's under the 907 tab in must read Alaska go look at it and I'm interested, conservative men. When we put this, we put this podcast out. Tell me what you think. Do you think are you enticed to take a vaccine because there's a banana with a condom on it that has Superman-like features? Does that entice you to take the actual COVID nineteen vaccine, or do you look at it and think the same thing I do, which is, do you really think I'm this stupid? Come on. And to have a primarily female group come up with this, just it shows. It shows. You don't know not anything about me. This, this says to me you know nothing about me. It's a catchy little thing. I mean, you rhymed it. Great. Great. There's a whole genre of music that actually goes with rhyming. 
That doesn't mean that every part of that genre of music is great. There are some that are awesome. But this protects your erection, get the injection. To me, this goes, wow, you'll cancel Dr. Seuss, but you'll let this crap go? This is amazing. This just goes to show you the pop-up. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? But why, you might ask, why is this campaign out? Well, I can tell you why. Because right now, in the municipality of Anchorage specifically, there is not enough people getting vaccinated for the likelihood of uh, what the mayor, acting mayor, would like to see. Now, we're going to talk about this uh, EO20 here, this um, uh, emergency order 20. I'm going to tell you this. There's a lot in there. She's unrestricted all outdoor gatherings and so forth and so on and whatnot, and, and that's fine. But really the crux of the matter is this. The acting mayor has said that the emergency orders will not go away. The restrictions that are in place will not go away until 70% of the municipality is vaccinated. So you want to know why these stupid cartoons, these stupid protect your erection, get the injection messaging is out there? Do you want to know why it's out there? And I'll tell you why. It's because they want everybody to be vaccinated, but they're not seeing everybody getting vaccinated. The last number I heard was that the municipality only had 36% of the population was vaccinated. That might be a wrong number. That's the last number I heard. That's a far cry from 70. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, this should not come as a surprise to you. No, 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 no. See, if you've been paying attention all along, you would have known that this number was not pulled out of the air. Nope. I would say about two and a half months ago during an assembly meeting, I believe it was Assemblywoman Jamie Allard asked at the time the executive director of the Department of Health, ma'am, what is it going to take to stop these emergency orders? Furthermore, what is it going to take to get the mask mandate gone? And the response was this. It is going to take the municipality population to be vaccinated, and it's going to take 60 to 70% of the population to be vaccinized, vaccinated. I say vaccinized. That's not a word. I'm, listen, this is how frustrated I am right now. It's going to take 60 to 70% of the population in the municipality to be vaccinated for us to recommend to the acting mayor to remove all emergency orders, including the mask mandate. That was two and a half months ago. And we were told, no, 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 no. All we're trying to do is do X, Y, Z. Remember, if you go back a year ago, a year ago, we were asked to just cover our mouth with the inside part of our elbow to wipe all surfaces and to make sure if you're sick, you stay home. I get it. We learned more about it. That's fine. We were told we were going to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. Then we were told we were going to lock down for a month to flatten the curve. And then we were told that we need to do masks sometime. Now it's all the time. The goalposts keep moving. And now, now, 70% of the population within the municipality has to be vaccinated before anything is going to be done with the, the emergency orders or the mask mandate. That is why this 
propaganda for conservative men is going out. That is why the acting mayor, not the elected mayor, but the acting mayor is putting out emergency orders that essentially say we're not forcing you, literally dragging you down to health centers and forcing you to get the actual vaccine. But you know what we're going to do instead? We're going to make life hard. We're going to make life hard. It's like an employer that doesn't want to fire an employee. So what do they do? They just make working there hell. They put a ton of work on them. They limit what they can do. They stop them from being able to to actually enjoy parts of their job. They they force them into this into a hellish environment. And that essentially was EO20. It's like, hey, I'm going to dangle a carrot, and I'm also going to make sure that you know that until you get vaccinated and until seven, at least 70% of our population is vaccinated, we're, we're not going to take away the mask mandate. Now, this was written at Must Read Alaska. I'm going to tell you the title here in a second. Mayor moves goalpost again. Now it's 70% vaccinated rate to lift city mandates. Oh, well, there you go. That's where I got the number from this article. So far, some 36% of Anchorage residents 16 or older are fully vaccinated, the city reports. I'm going to read a little bit of this to you. The order, EO20, requires masks and limited contact outside of one's household, indoor gatherings limited to 24, or excuse me, 25 with food, or 35 without food. Again, I'd love to know the science on that. There is no capacity limits on outdoor gatherings. All restaurants, stores, gyms, entertainment, and personal care are open, but have capacity limits that are set by the physical distancing requirements of the mayor's orders. Spectators at indoor sports are limited to four per athlete, Rather than two, in effect, under the current order, remote work is encouraged. Quinn Davidson said, mass COVID-19 vaccination is the key to opening the Anchorage economy and said that when the city reaches the 70% mark for adult vaccinations, the order will no longer be necessary. Really? Really? It's very interesting. Where's that number coming from? 70% 70% and it's is that herd immunity? What, what are we talking about here? There is absolutely nothing that is applied in science to this quote. Nothing. You know what it is? It's exactly what I told you earlier in this conversation. The Department of Health here in Anchorage put that number in her head back about two and a half months ago at the assembly meeting. This was never about flattening a curve. This was never about trying to restore businesses in the economy. No, this was never about that. And you know why? Because at the end of the day, we're right here right now. And there's a requirement to get 70% of the people in the municipality vaccinated before any of these mandates are going to be lifted. Does that feel like a bait and switch to you? Certainly does to me. Definitely feels like a bait and switch. Where's that 70 number coming from? It would be good to let the people know why 70% of the population needs to be vaccinated before you lift these mandates. Please tell us, is that, is that considered herd immunity? What, what is it? What is that? And why do you think only 36% of the population has gotten the vaccination? 
Is there a reason? Do you know why? Have you asked the people? No, no, no. Because we don't ask community members. We don't ask our, our constituents, our people we represent, why we don't want the vac- vaccination. Why would we do that? We just get in the office and we do what we want to do. That's what we do. Going on here, quote, Quinn Davidson said, it's time to have, quote, hard conversations with people who are vaccine reluctant. She said that she and her wife do not have, excuse me, people over for dinner unless they have been vaccinated. This, in spite of the fact that the couple has already had the virus and have been vaccinated. And if you're not catching that sarcasm there is, why do you need other people to be vaccinated if you already are? If you've taken the vaccine, shouldn't you be immune? Shouldn't, isn't that the point of vaccination is immunity to said disease, virus, bacterial, whatever it is? Isn't that the point? See, it's the same logical fallacy that we use with the masks. If masks work, why then do people who are sick need to stay at home? Why can't they wear a mask and go out? Why not? If masks work and you've got these screens in front of you, so it's not just you have masks. Now you have plexiglass plates in front of you, whether you're eating or whether you're going to the pharmacy or checking out or wherever. Where is the logic in all of this? Listen, people, please, for the love of God, just think through this logically. I'm going to say this. I do not care if you get the vaccine. I don't. People that want to make the choice to get the vaccine and people that want to make the choice to not get the vaccine, that's their prerogative. But now we have this looming indirect pressure coming that says your life, your liberties, your abilities, your, your constitutional rights at some points will not be restored, even though that never should have been the case from the beginning, until you do what I ask you to do, which is 70% of you need to get vaccinated. Why? If those who want to get vaccinated are vaccinated, they should be fine, right? Isn't that how it works? And those who do not want to get vaccinated can, can take their own risks? I'm confused as to why this is even an issue. I'm even okay with saying we're giving a time frame before we stop these emergency orders for people to get vaccinated because they're readily available. From what I understand, there are plenty of openings for people to go in and get vaccinated. But why are they not getting vaccinated? Hmm. Have you ever thought, acting mayor, of asking the population why they're hesitant to take the vaccine instead of putting up, hey, Don't lose your erection. Get the injection propaganda and crap. Why don't you ask why people are not getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Hmm. I've been in marketing for a long time. And the one thing we never do is assume we know what people are thinking. We always make sure we know what people are thinking. Unfortunately, the politicians and the people making decisions for this municipality do the very opposite. As a matter of fact, it's even a derivation of that. It's they think they know what people should be thinking and yet don't, but will enforce the things they want people to think into policy anyways. 
It's amazing to me. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. Which leads us into our just final thing about the municipality here right now. Because, I mean, it just doesn't get any better. And the crap show that was Tuesday night's assembly meeting. Once again, at the forefront of all this is Mr. Felix Rivera. The man who is on the recall, who beat the recall, and that is another tale for another time. And now is emboldened to be the man who decides when people could speak, when they start public testimony, when they'll end it. He's, he's the man that will say whatever he likes in slow, painful agony like I am right now about other assembly members stringing it out for a couple minutes, not actually saying what he's trying to say, but scooting around the issue to just make it into theater and pageantry because that's what Felix does. Listen, I don't know what happened with the recall effort, and I'm not here to put blame on anybody. But with the final vote being that Felix will not be recalled, it is going to be a long couple of years. It is going to be excruciating. And let me tell you something. If you want it to get worse, don't vote. If you want things to get worse, then you're not going to vote in the runoff. I'm telling you right now, last night, last Tuesday night was just a, a smidgen of what's going to happen. It's just the tip of the iceberg for what's about to happen here in Anchorage. Because now, now that Rivera has beat the recall, you guarantee he is going to he's going to be marching in with everything he has to make sure his agenda is fulfilled. And remember, the messaging out of his camp was everybody who's against him is homophobic. Everybody who's against him is this, that. I mean, every name you could think of, racist. It's not the case, man. Again, it's just, it's just gross. People were against Felix because of the policies he was putting into place, not because of him personally, but it, they made it personal. They made it personal. The messaging was all about personal. But Tuesday night was, was a crap show. It certainly was. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, well, you kind of missed more of the same. It was, uh, it was excruciatingly difficult to watch. It was, once again, a terrible display of leadership within our municipality, uh, particularly our assembly. And we continue to go down this path, and I'll tell you why. We go down this path because at the end of the day, we have elected and allowed people to get into office that are just absolutely incapable. They're, they're not at all capable of actually leading well. They're not. They're not capable at all. And why are they not capable? Well, I'll tell you. There's two reasons why they're not capable. Number one is they don't actually care about what their full constituents believe or want. You know what they do care about? They care about themselves, where their money they're getting. That is where they care. That is where they care. So let's start with... with with incident number one, there was a gentleman by the name, and I can't remember, I, I'm going to butcher his name. I think it's Damien uh, Turchetto. I can't remember. A gentleman came up and was going to give a public testimony 
Uh, from all understanding, public testimony started late. It did not start when it was supposed to at, I believe, 5.15. It started later. And there's 30 minutes of public testimony. And Felix cut it off early because, of course, when there's public testimony this last year, it's been all about how disappointed. It's the public's opportunity to finally express their frustration because clearly, clearly, the assembly is not listening to their constituents. Or you wouldn't have this every assembly meeting. But once again, that's just me thinking logically and thinking like a, a human and not just thinking where my money comes from. It, again, this is what it seems like or what only a political ideology wants. If you represent an entire district, that is a mixture of political ideology. It's a mixture of policy. It's all that. But I don't feel like that's the case when it comes to what the assembly hears. So this gentleman, Damon Cicchetto, made a point to say, hey, I know the charter, and the charter says X, that you need to give 30 minutes of public testimony. And because you started late, that only extends the public testimony. It doesn't cut it off. Well, Felix didn't like that. So Felix cut him off, and the man kept going. And he didn't yell. He spoke very direct. He spoke, he had, I, who knows, I have a voice that carries so I get it, but we could pick him up on the mic. And essentially, he was telling him, this is unfair. This is why people are having a frustra- having a hard time with this assembly because once again, you're playing by your own rules. You're not playing by what the charter says. And he's bringing all this up. And you know what happens? Felix and everybody else gets up. Forrest Dunbar couldn't get out of there faster. That's another side tale there. Let's talk about how your uh, potential mayor- mayoral candidate could not wait to get out of there faster. He could not wait to hightail it out of there. Is that what's going to happen when things get tough? If he becomes mayor, he's just going to hightail it out of there? But he could not wait to get out of there. So then what happens? He continues on. They're leaving. He's just letting them know. And then the police are involved. And what ends up happening is that Damon gets arrested. He is charged with trespassing. And he's got a court date. Now, I don't blame the police officers for this. What I blame is I blame the assembly. I blame the assembly. And and here's why. Because this goes down to something very simple and fundamental. People who do not feel like they're being heard or represented will find a way to be heard and represented one way or another. And thus, you have assembly meetings on Tuesday night when you have Dozens of people coming and wanting to publicly testify and just letting the assembly know how terrible their decision-making has been, how terrible their leadership has been, how one-sided their policy-making has been, how ridiculous the way they speak to people have been, how ridiculous it is to read the emails between assembly members have been. And you know what? They don't like it. And you know why they don't like it? Because they know it's true. Because people that get constructive criticism, that can't take it, know it's true, and they don't want to hear it. They'd rather walk away, sit behind chambers, eat some meals, not have to be held accountable. It's a lack of accountability is what it is. And that was the assembly, that was the assembly meeting on Tuesday night. But no, 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 no. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, remember what I said in the very beginning of this show. It's not about what I say. It's also about what I do. It's also about what I do here. Listen, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to show you by my actions that I'm not going to sit here and take your criticism. 
But my gosh, when it comes to calling out other assembly members, I am going to do that with pageantry and and drama and with conviction because I have a political agenda and point to make regardless of how correct or incorrect it is. So you have this gentleman getting arrested and charged with trespassing because he was pointing out what the, the charter says, and he was right. But he gets arrested and moved on. But later on, we have a role reversal here. Interestingly enough, the chair, our friend Felix again, decides that he's going to go on a diatribe about Jamie Allard, calling her various names. One of those was xenophobic. You can find the article on Must Read Alaska. Assembly chair attacks Jamie Allard, calling her names during official meeting. This is amazing. Assembly Chair Felix Rivera, I'm reading from the article, fresh off a win against an attempted recall, verbally lit into Chugiak Eagle River Assemblywoman Jamie Eller, calling her xenophobic for comments she made the night before about the crisis at the southern border. Allard's had on Tuesday said she was concerned about illegal immigration in our country and the humanitarian crisis on the border. Her remarks were made during general comments from the various assembly members. Now, a general rule of the assembly is that nobody denigrates one another, but that doesn't apply if you're on the other side of the political spectrum. And remember, Rivera just came off a recall effort where he won pretty handily. So you know he's feeling like he's untouchable. And certainly this was it. So he decided to call her xenophobic. And from there, when Allard was trying to get him to just say, what are you calling me? When Allard was literally pushing at him and saying, hey, don't beat around the bush. Be a man and tell me what you're saying. Tell it to my face. He shut her mic off. Now, the irony is here that Allard, her lineage, her heritage is from two different places. One is from Italy. She's Italian. She's also Chilean. She's from South America. Her parents are immigrants from South America and Italy. Oh, tone deaf, are we? It's absolutely amazing. I'm going to read further. Assemblymember Christopher Constance could be heard saying into his mic that Allard had not objected properly, and therefore it was her fault that the personal attack was made. No other member called for a point of order. There it is, our friend Christopher Constant, who sits apparently on the highest ground, morally, which is ironic at best. So this is what Allard says in the piece. There, again, Allard is a first-generation American. Her parents are from Chile and Italy. And she says, they are both legal immigrants who came over the right way. My entire family speaks Spanish, she said after the meeting. I'm so fed up with people using their race as a crutch. She goes on, tonight I was the target of an unprecedented personal attack by the chair of the assembly during an official meeting. By the way, I love this political banner. We can't actually say their name. We just say their position or where they're, uh, 
they're representing. Like, listen, I'm from New England originally, Boston. That's probably why I'm so abrasive. It's probably why I don't really give a rip right now. But let's just call people out. And I know we're trying to have, quote, decorum, but it's just, there's such a lack of it that it, it just comes off weird to me. She goes on, not only were his comments slanderous and baseless, but clearly demonstrated an abuse of power, power. One, because he shut off her mic in violation of the assembly rules by the chair of the assembly. He's using his position in an unethical manner, Allard said. I will not stand quietly by while my character is attacked in an unofficial meeting, in an official meeting by Felix Rivera today or any other day. See, by the end of the quote, she's finally just fed up and actually just uses his name instead of the chair of the assembly, which to me just... It's just it's just weird to hear like the the assembly woman from Chugiak Eagle River. It's like Jamie Allard. Just say her name. Just like this is ridiculous. But there we go. There's your assembly. There's your leadership. Instead of actually working together, anybody against the uh, political ideology of the left is now outcast. And unfortunately for Jamie Allard, she is on the wrong side of the political spectrum for that particular assembly, because most, if not all of them outside of Jamie Allard and maybe Jamie uh, um, Crystal Kennedy, I don't know Crystal that well, are very hard left-leaning people. So, And that's what you have. It is absolutely absurd. It is disgusting. I, I think, you know, again, the fact, and, and I know Jamie, I know that she is uh, a first-generation American. I know her parents emigrated from Italy in Chile. So I know this about it. So hearing this to me is it marks such tone deaf lack of self-awareness by this assembly, particularly by this individual, the chairman, the assembly chair, since we can't say his name, Felix, lacks such self-awareness and idiocracy in this. It's, it's almost too stupid to comment on. It really is. That's how I look at it. It's almost too stupid to comment on. All right, before we get out of here, let's just, I know I'm going over. I told you today was going to be a rant day. I'm at 40 minutes already, but we're going to go ahead and just do this last thing. Okay, let's look at the race. And I want to encourage everybody, everybody to vote in the runoff. Everybody needs to vote. Everybody needs to vote. No if ands or buts about it. You need to vote. Right now, the count is this. 74,515 votes, 31.49% of the population eligible to vote have voted. And it breaks down where Dave Bronson is ahead by a solid 2%. He's got over 24,000 and Forrest is just shy, about 237 votes shy of 23,000. Coming in after that is Bill Falsey at 9,478, then Bill Evans at 7,008, and then the last in that five is Mike Robbins with 5,689. Okay, so here's the deal. Robbins has already endorsed Bronson. Evans, excuse me, Falsey has already endorsed Dunbar. Okay. Like, we get the political. Bill Evans has not come out, at least as I know right now, and, it's, and endorsed anybody. But I will tell you this. I'm not here to call out Bill Evans, but I'm here to tell you that when we, when we recorded that interview with Bill, it was very obvious that Bill was not looking for a left-leaning candidate. I'm a little 
surprised that Bill has not come out and said he endorses Bronson based on that conversation. Again, a little surprise. And I don't know if there's some behind the scenes, as everybody knows, or if you haven't, here's how it goes. There's a lot of conversation behind the scenes. And then, you know, whatever's done is done. And usually a candidate who is not going to be on the runoff or not going to be the candidate for said party comes out and endorses the candidate of that party. Bill Evans is not done that yet. I'm curious as to why Bronson needs those votes. And I would be hard-pressed to think that Bill Evans would come out in support of Forrest Dunbar. It would be shocking. Some backdoor deal with the devil had to have been made for that to happen. Only The only reason I say that is based off the conversation we had with him when we interviewed him. That's the only reason I say that. It was very clear from that conversation that Bill Evans thinks that this municipality is going towards the right. Excuse me, left. And he was very much against that. So, we'll see moving forward if he if he endorses Dave Bronson. But listen, here's my point. Vote. Vote, vote, vote. You are seeing the lack of voting playing out in some of our smaller races here. Listen, Republicans did well. They did well. They really did. They did well. They they got more votes in cumulative than the Democrats did. Okay, they got about, jeez, I don't know off the top of my head, maybe uh, 13, 1,400 more than Democrats, I think. Maybe a little bit more, maybe 1,800. My point is this, vote, do not stop, vote, vote. When the ballot comes out for the runoff, vote. It's simple. It's a much simpler ballot. It's a much simpler ballot. Just vote. Listen, I'm out here listening to people in my neighborhood tell me that they're voting for a candidate that they would never voted for because they can't continue to see the city go the way it's going. It's important to vote, and I would encourage you to do so. All right, well, that's it for me. It's been a wild day. Listen, I'm, uh, frustration is mounting because I'm watching our city and our leadership go down. And I don't want to see that anymore. I I love this state. I came back to this state because I wanted to see great things happen in this state. And I'm not seeing that right now. And so my my one and only is to vote. Just do that to see the change you want to, to see happen in this city. All right. Like I said, that's it for me today. Until next time, take care, Alaska.